It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Oh, we are back with another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He is the Stallion. I am the Enforcer. And today we have a very special guest on the show. And uh, Joe, I want to warn you, chances are he doesn't like us. Please welcome uh, Josh Briggs to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Josh, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's pretty cool to uh, come and talk to you guys. So uh, I appreciate the, the introduction. Letting everyone know that I do not like them. Dude, that is one of that is it's, it's my, possibly my favorite introduction. I used to love the Limitless Keith Lee, but this is definitely taken over. Um, chances are he doesn't like you. I heard it first at Beyond Wrestling. Where did that come from? Yeah, it was um, it was my first promo live uh, in front of a crowd, and uh, uh, for some reason I just ended it with um, a, a challenge, and for some reason I thought it'd be cool to um, say something along the line there's a good chance that i don't like you and um it got a decent enough reaction to stick with me for a little bit and then um i thought it was a catchy shirt and the the shirt has basically floated my um my rent for me and uh, supported my uh, my family and everything so that all stuck and then um i never really wanted a, a nickname or anything of the sort i always thought it'd be really cool to announcer last name as loud as possible um but you kind of have to adapt with the times now everyone has some type of moniker uh so uh rich paladino he's the local uh ring announcer probably the best uh guy to have ever intro- uh, introduced me uh he came up with the idea he liked the slogan enough and he shot it by me and asked if he could try it out and sure enough i mean it, it took off and it's that's kind of like what I'm known for more than mostly anything is that I just don't like people, you know? Well, it works. And, uh, the crowd, especially the, the, uh, beyond crowd, which is uh, speaking free. That's where I first saw you. Um, I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's something that's going to catch on. And then sure enough, I saw you had the t-shirt for it. So, you know, kudos to you. Um, listen, you have a, uh, definitely a decorated football background, a D one football career, and I, I want to touch on that, but growing up, were you always a professional wrestling fan? Uh, yeah. So um, when I was, I, I don't know the exact age because my memory has just got awful. But um, when um, I was, it had to be like my fifth or sixth birthday. Uh, there's some pictures floating around the internet, but um, I got these uh, wrestling action figures, they were WCW, uh, and uh, I was just really infatuated by them, and uh, I, I think I asked my mom the figures correlated to it, and I saw Goldberg and the Jericho, and I was just like, really infatuated all the athleticism, and I was really small growing up, believe it or not, and I kind of just wanted to emulate these guys. And um, 
so I guess like around my fifth birthday or so, I, I became a wrestling fan and it never really changed. I appreciate how you said you found WCW cards and action figures and it wasn't WWE. So that's going to lead me to my next question. Were you more of a WCW guy or a WWF guy? Um, so it's kind of like a, like a double-edged sword. I, I, a uh, Jericho guy more than I also jumped ship. And then I kind of realized like, But I really just enjoyed uh, WWE a lot more than WCW once uh, I got a WWF product. That's fair. And I think at, at that time, I mean, both companies were kind of so hot you could pick and choose and who knows with what's going on in, uh, you know, professional wrestling today, we might be getting back to that sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, listen, yeah. Bef- before we go any further, there's one thing that drives a wedge between myself and Joe, that drives a wedge deep between the bond that is the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and that is the question, whose side are you on all time, one or the other, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? We got to hear your opinion. Oh, man. Like my, my trainer, Brian Fury, hates me for it, but I, I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. I never liked Bret, man. I got to tell you, listen, we've done probably – maybe 30 to 40 interviews and i am team bret hart three people have been on my side and it was i think me dan barry and solo darling everybody else (laughs) everybody else said Shawn michaels and i feel so i don't know there's something about bret that you know connected to me as a kid but it's okay everybody's allowed to have their opinions so yeah man i mean i'm i'm 25 years old so like the bret hart passed me by and uh, I never really got to experience it full force and I got a little bit more of Shawn Michaels and like even going back now Bret Hart's just not really my cup of tea and I mean like Shawn's not to me the best wrestler of all time by any means but to, to me he clicks a little bit more with me and I can pick a little bit more from what Shawn does and how he puts together matches and gets the crowd involved and everything so I guess Shawn just sits a little closer to my heart that's all right. You know, we're not, we're not going to knock you for it, uh, but uh, it's sh- an- another one on Team Joe. That's all. Uh, listen, back to your college career. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You played D1 at UMass offensive lineman. Is that true? Yeah, man. UMass Amherst. I graduated in 15. I was a uh, starting right guard and then moved to starting center my last years. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good enough time as, as far as – playing college football goes um you know it's not it's not the most fun it's probably the most grueling job you can do um and you ain't, you ain't making any money for it so it's it's a it's pretty tough but um I did, I did my time got in and got out and had a lot of good uh, a lot of good fun got to see the world got to do some of the coolest things possible um and i mean i i contribute football to making me as athletic as i am and uh, as tough as i am and as coachable as i am so football did a lot for me was the nfl ever a choice for you and then you decided to go professional wrestling or did you just think there was a brighter future in pro wrestling at that point um so long story short and to be completely honest um 
my junior year, I was having a really good season, and I was uh, playing center. I tore all the ligaments and tendons in my right pinky, and I'm a right-hander, so I couldn't snap as a center. Uh, that happened three games. Uh, uh, I had three games left in that season, so it kind of just, like, uh, threw the NFL down the toilet for me, and... Um, I mean, that season, like the, the Redskins and the Rams and a couple other places looked at me. But I mean, even if I stayed healthy, I wasn't big enough to have ever gotten drafted. Um, I was maybe 310. And I mean, for an NFL pro style team, that's not that big. Best case scenario is I think I might have gotten uh, a free agency deal and gotten cut in uh, in training camp, I, I was more of a technique guy and a, uh, a knowledgeable guy than a power type of guy. And that's really, you know, if, you, if you're coachable and really strong and big, I think that goes a lot. Uh, you, you can last a lot longer in the NFL that way. So, um, you know, after that junior season, uh, I kind of gave up on football in a sense. I still played my senior year. I still started and everything. But mentally, I was checked out and I knew that. I wanted to wrestle. That was kind of what I always wanted to do. And uh, I'm from Arizona originally, so, I mean, there ain't much wrestling out in Arizona or anywhere around it besides California. So uh, once I moved out to Mass, Mass is kind of the, the hub of pro wrestling in America. And uh, I found uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy and Brian Fury, my trainer. And um, the second that I graduated and finished up with my, uh, my football career, it was uh, all wrestling, didn't care about anything, didn't do my pro day at my school, didn't answer calls from any NFL teams. I was done with football, man. I mean, I guess once you make that commitment, that's where your mind's going. Uh, you said you were from Arizona, moved to Massachusetts. So you're a Cardinals fan or you're a Patriots fan, out of curiosity? Um. This is another weird type of question. Uh, after I graduated um, and stopped with football, I don't watch football anymore. It, my whole experience on football kind of soured me. Um, if I had to pick a team, um, it would be the Vikings because I've always been partial to them. My family is from Minnesota. Um, I'm uh, of Norwegian descent. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of a – I've always been a Vikings fan. I just – fell out of love with football um i'm kind of more into hockey now than anything and uh um I, i'm a big fan of the bruins so um you know that that's kind of where i'm at well if we're doing battle again then we're big ranger fans here in long island but it's okay oh all right i mean i hear you i hear you um so i you said you started um wrestling right out of tw in 2015 now if you've only been wrestling Less than three years, is that fair to say? About two and a half years? Yeah, less than three years. So I graduated early in 2015 from UMass. I graduated in so in i mean in that span the if 
I, I'm sure people go to the cage match and they see where you've wrestled and whatnot. Look at your matches. You have been you you're in a you wrestle for Evolve. You wrestle for Beyond Wrestling. You did the Future of Honor for Ring of Honor. What do you attribute? I mean, such an enormous amount of growth in that two and a half years. What do you is that? You think that's attributed to your athletic background, playing D one, understanding the competitive nature and understanding how to train? Because I mean that. For you to be able to do that in two and a half years, it's amazing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I attribute it to, and like, I don't really want to like put myself over or anything like that. I do work really hard. But, Dude, um, put, listen, take take credit where credit is due, man. Absolutely. I, I what I really think, what really kicked it off for me was I was a really big guy in in uh, a world where there's not that many big dudes going on fury is i mean you have to look him up he trained sasha banks biff busick tomaso champa and um trainer brian fury and if no uh go down in england massachusetts northeast area brian fury had a hand in making completely and um i i, I that i think would have went a lot longer um than pretty much anything for me was having Brian Fury like put the stamp of approval on me and um, being in his lineage. And then once I had those opportunities, I kind of capitalized on it. I can remember the first two times where my career really jumped to the next level was I was really wrestling at places where I wasn't making much money and no one was really in the crowd. And then uh, at Limitless Wrestling in Maine, I had a match with Donovan Dijak. And I mean, to me, Donovan Dijak, I, I, I've done a, a million interviews and every single one I've put him over as one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And he is uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Sorry, I'm, I'm like bouncing back and forth between his names. That's kind of how I know him. as. But uh, I mean, Dijak really, uh, uh, me and him went and we went balls to the New Year's Eve 2017. Me and Keith Lee had uh, another one of those matches where it kind of just put everyone on Keith is another one of those guys who's one of the best on the planet and uh after that I kind of just would get the ball in my court and I'd have to capitalize and luckily enough I've kind of capitalized on everything you know well you know those were great matches to me the one that stuck out this year was uh you and the Luchasaurus at uh Beyond Wrestling It's Alive if nobody's I mean if you haven't seen it yet that match is it I don't to be as big as you are and as athletic as you are and to be able to wrestle that pace in such a sprint of a match, like how did you develop your style and is there anybody that you patterned it after? Um, that's, a, that's another – man, I, I kind of just take my – like I just take bits and pieces of everyone that I like and uh, just – throw them all into my my type of stew and i just really go and do what i do but uh as far as cardio i mean to keep up that type of pace i've never really gotten blown up in a match and i've done some long ones i've done some quick fast ones and that's really just the work that brian fury makes us do at uh, the new england pro wrestling academy and uh my training at the gym and everything and how how well i eat and everything like that but um as far as my style, I really took a lot from Bruiser Brody. Um, I think he's the man. Like it's just a, 
it's just a crying shame that he's not involved in wrestling. You know, like I think that what happened is, is so tragic and like listening to all the people who knew him so well, talk about him. Like if he was in pro wrestling today, still, I think pro wrestling as a whole would be completely different. Um, so Bru- uh, so Brody was a big one for me when I was like learning how to perform early on. Um, Barry Windham was another one, a fast, big dude uh, in great shape and just a great baby face. Um, Dijak, of course, Dijak is, was my idol for so long. And, um, you know, a, a couple other people, but I've kind of working with Gabe at Evolve has really transformed me into a guy doing moves, um, into a guy who is doing things for a reason, if that makes sense. I'm, and that's such a, like a old school grizzled vet type of thing to say is, you know, you don't need to do the moves. You, you just do things for a purpose and get the most out of it. But you know, it's not, it doesn't really click with you until you, you kind of really realize it in front of a crowd and, Gabe was, I think, that guy who transformed me and, I mean, made me work more of a TV style than a, than a independent, you know, pop the boys type of wrestling, you know, and, and that's kind of where my, my wrestling has evolved to in the last couple of months, no pun intended with evolve, but yeah, you know, that, that's kind of how my style's progressed. To tell more of a story, like you're saying, and have the you know everything in the match mean something. I think that's great, and I think you could absolutely see it in your matches. And speaking of Gabe, speaking of Evolve, um, I know you've had some big matches in your career, like you said, Donovan, Dijak, Keith Lee. Um, Evolve 119 next weekend. Uh, it's you and Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano and AR Fox in an Icons versus the New Generation match. Is this match the biggest match in your career? Um, honestly, yeah, I think it's the biggest match in my career. Um, and, and I'm saying that because it will probably have, it'll probably bring the most new fans to me. And I think that is probably the biggest like thing, the most important thing when you're building your brand and trying to climb the ladder of pro wrestling is getting new fans, new exposure, and uh, introducing new people to who you are. So uh, in that sense, yeah, it's the, the biggest, most important match of my career. Uh, you know, the, the very good thing is that I've had a lot, of, um, a lot of tag team matches now. If this was last year, it'd probably be a little rougher for me, and I'd be a little bit more nervous. But I've had a lot of tag team matches, a lot of multi-man stuff. And me and Fox have had so many good matches together and we just have that that undeniable type of chemistry where we can do some of the craziest stuff you'll ever see and you know it's it's probably the most important biggest match of my career but it's also one of the matches that i'm uh not really too nervous about i'm really excited to get it uh to to do it to perform and to to get it over with more than uh, anxious and nervous, if that makes sense. Yeah, you, I mean, you're ready to go out there and enjoy yourself. When you look at the four guys in that match, I don't think I've ever seen a bad match from anybody. So I am yes, myself, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, the next night, if uh, you go to the WWN website, they have uh, 
you versus Angelo Dawkins and what they're calling an ultimate Haas fight. Um, what can we expect, and are you going to break the ring? Oh, man. Every time it's a Haas fight, that's, like, my number one goal is to just destroy the ring. And, like, so, yeah, I'm really I'm really going to try my best to do it. Um, but, I, I mean, Dawkins is a beast, man. Like, people don't understand it. He's If you haven't seen Dawkins, buy the w, a Club WWN, get that WWN subscription, and you, you need to watch his matches. Watch watch him on WWE Network. Watch, you need to see how strong he is. He's just like a real-life, like, bad dude who can, like, throw you around. And, like, that's he something moves fast, that I, too. He, he's a he, big dude, like you said, but he moves fast. Like, he, he's a freak. Like, he, he is – he's been with the WWE for as long as he has for a good reason. He is a beast. And – I've never really wrestled a dude like that where he's like so legit and such a bad dude. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. He, he can, he can go. I, 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 uh, I don't see this one like letting up at all. We're going to, we're going to destroy each other and try and like just steal the show. Now you spoke about Gabe and you know how he's helped you and you have so the next weekend you have Evolve 119 and Evolve 120 back to back and you have guys from NXT in both shows. Do you think it's any coincidence and I know you don't like to put yourself over but do you think it's any coincidence that you're in matches both nights with guys from NXT? Um you know I've spoke to Gabe a lot about this and you know it's not a coincidence. Um, you earn what you get when you work with Gabe. Um, and I've always, and this, this is one thing that I can attribute to coming from football and having such a long football background is I really try and be a good employee and I really try and put the company first and I've understood everything that he wants and I try and get it done the best of my ability. Um, Thankfully, I've capitalized, and like when the ball is in my court, I've never dropped it, knock on wood. Um, and I understand how important Evolve is to him, uh, and hopefully he understands how important Evolve is to me. I would love to, to be the flag bearer of Evolve for the next 10 years, if that's possible. But um, like I said, everything is earned in Evolve. And there are a bunch of dudes who have been in there with NXT guys, and we have all earned it. Um, I, I wholeheartedly think that this is one of, if not the best of all rosters that we have and, and that Evolve's ever had. Uh, me, Darby, Theory, Drake, um, Henry. You know, it, it, it is it's something that's worth more than $9.99 a month. And, like, this isn't even – this isn't to put over – the subscription club WWN or anything, but it's really a shame if you aren't like watching this every single evolve weekend. It's, it's the best thing that's going around right now, honestly. And then they do have plenty of content on there. So for nine 99, you're, you're right. You do get your money's worth. Uh, speaking of evolve. I mean, you said right now it's probably, I mean, they've had big names Evolve has throughout, you know, since they started, but they haven't had such a, a deep roster like they do right now. What do you think is the future of Evolve? The company seems to be growing like exponentially, and they have a great relationship, working relationship with WWE and NXT. What, do you see Evolve 
kind of maybe growing to a larger scale in this next year, or are they going to kind of just stick with what they're doing and keep pumping out consistent shows? Um, you know, the, the future, it, it's always just, it goes with its ebbs and flows of pro wrestling. And right now, you know, wrestling's in such a weird state where there's so much money being thrown around and so many people getting just signing these contracts and everything. And I mean, it's great for the boys and it's great for the products of pro wrestling, but I really think the, the future of Evolve is to build these shows. And every single show, if you look for the past six, seven months, um, it's, um, it's been a, a, a type of thing where, um, they, the shows keep growing and they keep, um, they keep building. And I think that it's going to get to the point where, um, there's going to be some stuff that people I don't think uh, would expect. Um, I don't want to say anything and jinx it, but I mean, you, everyone understands who our working relationship is, uh, is with and where we're going. And, um, you know, I, I think the sky is the limit with Evolve. It, they just announced, um, I, I know you said you don't want to, you know, uh, spoil anything but they just announced adam cole is going to be wrestling in i think february in joppa maryland so the amount of talent you know if the wwe didn't believe in in evolve they wouldn't be sending these huge names on these shows to wrestle you know phenomenal performers like yourself and uh darby chris dickinson all these guys now you know they're bringing people to to evolve who do you, you yourself who do you want to come to evolve and who do you want to wrestle from nxt in the future Man, I, that's such a great question. Like, so many of my buddies are in Evolve, and I'd love to have them back and have a match. Like, Dijak, I, I had matches with Dijak when when I was just so not good, you know? Like, I, I've evolved so much. So if I could get Dijak back, that would be, like, a big one for me. Um uh, Oni Lorkin, who, you know, was Biff Busick, uh, like just another guy who I've never got to wrestle, who I, I still watch to this day, who's just so, so good. Um, Biff is great. He's so underrated. I love watching that dude wrestle. He's the best. I mean, like me, me being a beyond guy, beyond is my home and Biff built beyond Biff and die Jack built beyond. And I want to do what they did for beyond wrestling for forever. So like they're they're both so special to me and so special to the Beyond family and like that's a a big thing that like I would I'd love to have both of them and uh, Biff's partner um, Danny Birch who's Martin Stone on the Indies I mean me and me and Martin have had uh, we only had one match and it was at Beyond Wrestling but I mean that that was up there for one of my favorite matches I've ever had and uh, he's another guy that doesn't get enough credit for his singles stuff. And man, he's a he's a he's a bad dude. Um, I mean, realistically, that NXT roster is insane. I'd love to wrestle anyone. I'd love to get Riddle back uh, and wrestle him again, Keith again. Uh, so many of the guys who came from Beyond and uh, from Evolve, you know that that would be so special to get the, the Evolve guys back at Evolve, you know. Well, with uh, WrestleMania weekend coming up and being right in everybody's backyard here in New York, I think you might see a lot of uh, 
A lot of interesting matchups that weekend for Evolve and for NXT, so we can all keep our fingers crossed. Um, other big news this week before we let you go. Um, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, venture into the uh, professional wrestling uh, organization, um, I guess, business. What What is your take on that? And as somebody who's, you know, you, you can kind of work wherever you want to work right now, is that something that you kind of look at? And I, you know, of course, you're with Evolve, and they have that relationship with the WWE and with NXT. But seeing AEW and seeing how it's offering, you know, is such a different product. And I mean, so, I love professional wrestling and I love wrestling fans, but some of them on the internet are just like the worst. Where it's like you have to be this or you have to be this. You can't be in between. I, I think right now it's probably one of the greatest times ever to be a fan and especially a professional wrestler like yourself because there are so many options and there are so many ways to make money yeah man it, it, wrestling is so cool right now it's a it's a shame that for some reason a lot of wrestling fans think that there's a war between companies and you can't like brian cage if you like kenny omega or if you like seth rollins you can like anyone. The world is your oyster. You can watch as much wrestling as you physically can until you die. No one will hate you for it. You know? <laughs> so just enjoy wrestling. That is, if, if you can take one thing away from this, this conversation, it is just watch wrestling, watch good wrestling, watch bad wrestling, watch women's wrestling, watch deathmatch wrestling, watch tag team wrestling, watch all of it, you know, and support all these wrestlers who are killing themselves just to make everyone happy. But I mean, back to AEW, dude, it, it's cool. Like it's, it is like, I can't think of another word for it other than just cool. I mean, my, my, one of my best friends in the world, Max, uh, MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, he just, he signed a contract with them and I've known for a little while and I've been very, very happy for him. And, you know, it, it's awesome. Um, Cody Rhodes is a dude, I mean, I don't really know him from a hole in the wall, but what he's done for professional wrestling is very admirable. And I mean, when he first started his independent career, it was one of the, one of the, the just such an admirable thing. I mean, he was on shows where he didn't have to go balls to the wall, but he did and put the dudes over that he didn't have to put over. And I, I will, I will respect Cody to the day I die just for that. But I mean, I saw that they're, you know, two of the coolest things about AEW, you know, they're paying women properly and they're paying them equal to the men, which I mean, is such a big step in not just pro wrestling, but the world as a whole. Um, and I, I mean, I hope that like what they're doing takes effect in not just pro wrestling, but the world, you know, like, their tagline is they're going to change the world. And like some people are saying that's BS because, you know, it's wrestling. How can you change the world? But there are things that are definitely going to leave a lasting effect on culture. And I think that's one of them. Um, and another really cool thing that I mean, if not the coolest thing is that anyone who's under contract with them or performs in their rings and they get injured, they will cover all of their medical expenses. And to me as an independent wrestler, that is, uh, and I, I'm speaking for every independent wrestler out there. That is just the, the best, you know, like to have that just stability and to be just so confident that if something bad happens, you will be taken care of, man, like that, that, 
alleviates so much stress, stress and so much pressure, pressure off of like any independent wrestler's mind. And I, I respect them for doing that. And like, that's, that's such a special thing that they're doing. And like what, what those guys at AEW are doing, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, I'm on the opposite side of the fence and um, I haven't really talked to any of them. I don't really know any of them other than Max. Um, so, I mean, it's two different sides of the fence for me, but I'm very happy that that they are in professional wrestling doing something so positive for professional wrestling as a whole. And I, I hope that more people in pro wrestling take, uh, take heed of what they're doing and kind of uh, it lights a fire under a bunch of people and they also want to get on board with what they're doing. You know, it's, it's awesome. The other thing I saw, that, of course, what you mentioned about the equal pay is great and the health care, especially, I mean, especially for you guys and your families, that's amazing. And as far as the fans go, the one thing that Cody had just said was that wins and losses are going to matter now more than ever before. So for being, I mean, I'm 31, 32 years old, but I, I love like the old NWA and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of like such an old school mentality. I think that's been missing a lot lately. So I think what, what they're doing there, it's going to be great. And like you said, if you're a professional wrestling fan and you have the internet, man, you can watch 400 different promotions in an hour. There's so much wrestling out there. There's no reason to be negative about it. Everybody should just be happy. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Don't fight with people. Just be happy, be cool, and appreciate everything that we're being given right now as fans. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like like I said, I'm from I'm from Arizona and like – I didn't know anyone that liked wrestling. And I mean, if I'd go to school and I'd talk about wrestling, dude, I'd get, I'd get made fun of. And like, I, I understand how it is to be a pro wrestling fan. So, you know, we should, as a, as a unit, as a pro wrestling, just community, we need to like be nicer to each other. You don't need to be mean to people. I, and you don't need to be mean to people ever in real life, except for me. Cause I don't like people, but like, just just enjoy wrestling, man. It's an art, and we're trying to make people happy. And you, know, you don't need to hate someone because they're wrestling for a different company. You don't need to hate someone because they're, you know, a fan of something different. You know, just, just accept that we're all in love with the same thing. Just exactly. Appreciate what we have, but always remember, chances are he doesn't like you. Uh, Josh, listen, where can everybody see you, uh, talk to you, interact with you, find out what kind of shows you'll be coming up on soon? Where can they find you on social media? Uh, my social media is at the Josh Briggs on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Just go crazy. Follow me up. Uh, I usually post graphics of what I got going on and uh, monthly graphics and updates and all that stuff. And I tweet out some very negative things about what I dislike in wrestling. So it's very fun to follow me, I think. Um, you can watch me on Club WWN, $9.99 a month. Um, support that as much as you can. You can also watch me on uh, Beyond Wrestling's YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash beyond wrestling. You know, support those two things more than anything else. And, like, just, just watch some good wrestling, and hopefully I fall under that good wrestling category. Absolutely. And where can we pick up those shirts you were talking about earlier? Oh, I mean – just hit me up on any type of um, social media, um, whatamaneuver.com slash Josh Briggs, or go to a show and support all of wrestling and then come talk to me at my merchandise table. And um, 
I can tell you I don't like you and I can offer you a nice shirt. You know, that's that's probably the best. That's the best option. Everyone wins. You get to watch live wrestling, get a shirt, and I can tell you I hate you. And be berated. Well, we're looking forward to it next weekend. Evolve 119, Evolve 120. Like you said, Club WWN app. Be sure to check it out. Josh, we thank you for stopping by the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, my friend. And best of luck next weekend. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it, man. Take care. You too, dude.